This is Jackets Debrief, a show about the Columbus Blue Jackets, the National Hockey League, and part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome everyone to the Big Midweek Show. All right, that's enough cats for now. By the way, this is not a sheep. That's not a sheep. That was not a sheep. That was a cat. Good clarification there. Good clarification. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. It has been a crazy week. It is a week of cats and not sheep. Um, (laughs) Why are there more cat sounds happening? (laughs) No reason at all. This is a very professional show here, folks. We just did the highest journalistic standards. Right, we have a cat that has to be on the show because that's just how our show goes. And look, there's the cat. If you're watching the video, you can see an adorable kitten. She's not a kitten. She's our mini chonk. She's a chonk. She's a chonk. Anyway. This is how the show goes, folks. Anyway. So this week. uh, She's a bouncy chonk. Big week in sports. Big weeks in sports. Speaking of bouncy chonks. (laughs) It's like bouncing balls, like what will be used this week at the NCAA tournament. The NCAA men's basketball tournament starting this weekend. Right, All so the action in Indianapolis. Right, so Riot's so happy. She's just ecstatic. Oh my, oh my, she's going to get her ticket right now. No, kitten. <laughs> the kitten is gone. The tournament's here. DraftKings is celebrating the tournament. The leader in one-day fantasy is celebrating with our largest free college basketball survival pool ever. How large? $1 million in total prizes. And if that's not enough, check this out. When you enter the free DraftKings $1 million survival pool, you will get a shot at winning $10,000 for every upset through the first two rounds of the tournament. It's easy to play. Just pick one team per day. If they win, you survive and advance to the next round. Last person standing is the winner. Remember, you can only pick a team once for the entire tournament, so choose wisely. DraftKings is a safe and secure app. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Get in all this week's action. Download the DraftKings app now. Enter code THPN during sign-up and enter the free $1 million survival pool. Again, that is code THPN to enter DraftKings free $1 million survival pool. Eligibility restrictions and terms and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And if you choose the team wrong, then they come and um, they take away your money. I mean, you 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 lose. You know, it's a free, it's a and free game. And they take all your soda. They take all your soda. Okay. We, all we right. got a soda so, right here. Soda for the week here, folks. Tommy Knocker Brewery All Natural Almond Cream. Oh, and I got an adorable tiny little glass. Give me my glass. See, it's a tiny little glass. <laughs> if you're watching the video version, you are seeing the child prominently display that glass. This is not a twist-off top. I find that out too late <laughs> before I hurt my hand. There we go. Very pretty, almost champagne-looking. Look, it's like white. It's very clear soda. It just smells kind of slightly sweet. Let's give this a sip. It smells almost like butter mixed with. 
Hmm. Almost has not quite a butterscotch flavor, but not far off. Have I ever eaten butterscotch? I believe so. That's probably where I'm getting this flavor. It's a very nice flavor. Very light, very nice. I like it. It's good. I don't think it's, it's as good as that berry one we had a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But I, I like it. I'll be honest, it's one of those sodas that I probably wouldn't drink like out on a hot day. I think it made me feel weird because it's too sweet. But it's a good soda. It's a good sipping soda. I like it. It's good. It's good. I'm a fan. All right. Okay, but now I've drunk it a couple of times and it doesn't feel as sizzly, so I don't like it as much. Oh, you, you like the sizzly? Is that yeah. just the carbonation there hanging out? Yeah. Okay. It doesn't taste right without the sizzle. Doesn't taste right without the sizzle. I can understand that. Got to have that sizzle. Got to have that. Uh, Got the sizzle with the steak. All right. Daddy, we have two people watching. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, child. All right. Oh, now we only have one. All right, away with you. Enjoy your soda. Take a cat. And I will give mommy the soda, and I will promise her that it's not as bad as she thinks. Okay. <laughs> ah, where'd the cat go? Just leave the cat. Just, just the cat will be fine. We found the cat. That's good. The cat is left. Child is left. Goodbye, child. All right. Keep loving kitties, everyone who's watching the show. Love kitties, everyone's watching the show. That is the sage advice from the ten-year-old who has just left the program. Uh, we're going off the rails today, folks. Um, first time in a long time I've had a show where the jackets have not played. Uh, in the interim here, and they haven't really made much in the way of news, so it's going to be kind of an around the league a little bit of episode. Eh, I mean, we're going to talk jackets, obviously. So I'm uh, looking at the standings. Uh, it's not great. They are where we are last time we sat last them. They're sixth in the division by points percentage. Uh, by total points, they're fifth. Five points or four points behind Chicago, but by points percentage, Chicago's fourth at five fifty. Uh, Columbus is at 483, and that puts them in sixth behind Dallas, who's at 500. If you're looking at odds to make the playoffs, according to Money Puck, the Blue Jackets are down to a 4.3% chance. Uh, the only team lower in their division is Detroit. Uh, I mean, what we're seeing, almost every division is kind of coming to this. There's three teams where it's like, yep, they're in. And then there might be two teams fighting for that last spot. But who knows how close that race is. Uh, I mean, in the in the Central, obviously, we have Tampa, Florida, Carolina. They're carrying the division. I don't see any of them being caught. It's going to be a battle between those three for that top part of the division. Then between Chicago and Dallas. Right now, there's an eight-point difference. But Dallas has played five less games. So, theoretically, Dallas has up to ten points they can get before they even match Chicago. So that's something. Uh, the East is a little more interesting of a division. At the top, you've got Washington and the Islanders both at 42, Pittsburgh 30, 37. Then you have Boston at 34, Philly at 31 to get fifth. Then by the time you get to sixth in the Rangers, so I mean, it's again, a division where the kind of the top two teams are definitely kind of gone. That third team's getting there. Uh, then it's between Boston and Philly. Up in Canada. A little different up there. Um, 
so what you're getting in Canada right now, Toronto's taking the division right now, Winnipeg second. Uh, Edmonton and Montreal are close. I mean, it's something there where you've got Montreal's three points back, but they've also got three games in hand. Um, Calgary is five points back at Edmonton, but they've got two games in hand. So, I mean, theoretically, if anybody goes on a run, any one of them could jump into that fourth spot, except for Ottawa, who seems to be gone. I mean, I don't have a lot of faith in Vancouver, but, you know, you never know there. Out West, Vegas and Minnesota are, are the ones kind of in the lead. Then you got Colorado. Then you got St. Louis. Um, for a while there, it looked like Los Angeles might make a run at making it in, but I'm not sure if that's happening. But, yeah, we're just at a place where the Blue Jackets aren't doing great. We're actually to the point now where we're looking at the Tankathon boards. Uh, if you're not familiar with the website, tankathon.com slash NHL. Shows you where teams are at in the uh, draft system right now. If they were just to play, just to draft by the power of their their record. Uh, right now, the Blue Jacks would be at 12th. So right in the middle where they're not, they're not getting one of those top picks, but at the same time, they're not in the playoffs. Um, if we sim the lottery there today, first time, uh, I've still got Columbus staying at 12. So that'll be my one run of it today. Uh, but, you know, it just kind of gives you an idea of where, where things are at, what's going on. Um, it, it's not great for the Blue Jacks right now. Um, we're, we're actually at an interesting point in the season where for the first time in a while in the last few years, we're talking about the trade deadline coming up and we're talking about the blue jackets being a team that's going to be selling most likely, uh, coming up here. And there've been some interesting articles go out on that here in the last few days. Uh, I mean, we've all started hearing different names thrown around Felino, Mers Lincoln, Savard. And, and it's interesting. Um, the Athletic, they put their board out, uh, what they call their big board there for, for the trade board. Um, they've got Elvis Mers Lincolns all the way up to third uh, on their board, and then David Savard at seventh. So two Blue Jackets in the top seven. I mean, obviously, then you make them two in the top ten and whatnot. Uh, but then the rest of the way down, they don't have any Blue Jackets in their top groupings there. Uh, and, I mean, you can kind of see where there's some – Positivity there. I mean, David Savard is an experienced defenseman at this point. He's got, I mean, right shot defenseman. He's got playoff experience at this point. I mean, he's going to be a UFA, so he's, he has a pure rental. Elvis Mears Lincolns, I mean, if you trade for him, you're getting a young goalie, and you've still got another year of him. So there's a lot to like in that part of the package. Um as far as the Blue Jackets go, I think where what we're going to be seeing uh, I don't know if you're going to see the Blue Jackets as big sellers. Uh, there's some rumor out there that Max Domi could be getting moved. I know it was a big hubbub because he changed his he removed the Blue Jackets from his name on his Instagram profile. I don't think that means anything. Um, it just... Blue Jackets are in a weird place. Talk about this in the last episode. I mean, is this a team that is contemplating a rebuild? Is this a team that's contemplating 
starting all over again? Is this team that's contemplating quick restart? Do they think they're still in it for this year? I mean, I, that's hard to think. But, you know, do they think that? Um, if I'm a team looking to trade and I'm like, oh, who do I want off the Blue Jackets? If I'm them... All right, sorry about that, folks. A little bit of a technical glitch there. Kind of got disconnected for a bit back on the show here. So uh, looking at potential trade targets, if I'm a team looking at the Blue Jackets, I think the best value player to go for would be Boone Jenner. Now, I'm not saying I want the Blue Jackets to trade Boone Jenner. I'm just saying that if I was a team looking at, hey, I want to add to my forward depth, I want to add to a guy who's going to be a, a solid third liner for us going through the playoffs there, somebody who can, you know, kind of add a little bit of a different dimension to games, that's that's who I would go for. Uh, that's who I would go with. I would go with Boone Jenner there. Because, um, again, the guy can play center. The guy can play wing. He plays well. He can be really effective. But if I was a betting man, I'd say the most likely candidates to be gone are probably uh, one of the goalies. Uh, the speculation was that it would be Mers Lincolns because – uh, Yarma is a close working agent or a close working relationship with uh, Corpus Allo's agent. And so that might make it easier to, to work out something long term after that. Um, but also something else I'm seeing. People talking about, no, don't trade Elvis. We want to keep both goalies going forward. Guys, one of these goalies is not getting re-signed after two years. Um, that's just not happening. We're only going to have one of the two. Um after after the next two see after the next season as well so don't don't think oh no we need to hang on to both of them because it just if we move on from one it shouldn't be a shock that also being said and i've heard this many times uh the current belief in the organization is probably the best goaltender they've got in the in the fold is prospect uh daniel tarasov who's still playing in russia um he's 21 his contract carries him through the 21-22 season, so that's next year. And then after that, the idea is that he will then come to Columbus. Um, and that's, so I, I mean, long-term, if you want to move on from one goalie to go to the other, makes total sense to me. I'm not against it. Uh, makes total sense, so I get it, and I'd stand by it there. So so that's where I think we're at. Um, I think we're moving to goalie, and I think Savar is probably going to be done with us by the trade deadline. The one thing I would hope is that Columbus is getting involved with the discussions with some of these Canadian teams who are wanting to get stuff. Because my thought is because Canada has to deal with the 14-day quarantine, unlike the American teams do, I think the Canadian teams might be a little more uh, eager to make a move and to buy and to just get a player um, and to start getting somebody going through that 14-day quarantine so they can get them into their into their locker room, onto their eyes faster. So you might be able to extract some extract some extra value there. So that's what I would hope for if, I, if I'm looking at things. But we'll see what happens as the trade deadline goes. Uh, we're going to hear a quick word from our friends of the Hockey Podcast Network, and then I'll be right back with you. He's my brother, Mike. He's my brother, Matt. And we are the brothers of discussion hosting Red Wings Rant. We're tirades and impassioned pleas about your Detroit Red Wings finally have a hope in a season mired in tragedy and despair we are here to be your audible earl gray 
to bring joy, placidity, and perspective to one of the roughest eras in Red Wing history. Ah! We honor the past. Find the positives in the present. I swear they're there. And paint the picture of what's to come in the Winged Wheels future. Paul Woods here on the radio broadcast of your Detroit Red Wings, and I'm going to play games like Who's That, Who's that Pokemon? Pokemon? Where Matt has to try and guess quotes pulled right out of context for Jeff Blashell, and we got to figure out who that Red Wing <laughs> is. Every episode, we put ourselves in the legendary shoes of Steve Iserman and play Be the GM, finding ways to ice a competitive team while accumulating assets for the franchise's future. We also shoot the breeze. Some of the great local and national voices in Red Wings hockey, including Ken Kell and Keith Gave and Greg Wyshynski and Ryan Lambert. Check us out every Monday and Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. And check us out live every Wednesday and Sunday for Red Wings reactions and live conversations with you on our YouTube channel, The Brothers of Discussion. All right. So news out of Buffalo. Uh, they fired head coach Ralph Kruger, which is no surprise. The team is just on an awful, awful run right now. Um, I think what is it? They won nine or they've lost nine or 10 in a row or something. I know they lost last night to the, to the devils and that just carried on the streak and it's bad. Uh, it's very bad. Um, that being said, I saw it said today, and you might have an argument that statistic-wise, if it wa- or if it weren't for some lucky goals, if it weren't for you know just that's how hockey is. Hockey is a game that's forty percent luck in a given night. The Blue Jackets could be just as bad off, and, and that may be part of the problem right now. Some of the Things may be masking where they are. Um, like right now, the Blue Jackets, if you look at one of their specific numbers, uh, Corsi 4 percentage at all situations. I'm doing all situations here. Or I'm doing 5 on 5, excuse me. Uh, let's You know what? Let's, let's jump this scoring venue adjusted real quick just to make sure we're being as specific as we can be with our criticisms. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets are the second worst team in the league at five on five when adjusted for scoring venue, with Corsi at forty six point one three percent. The one team worse is the Detroit Red Wings at forty five point seven three. When you're at expected goals for, uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets are ninth in the league, so slightly ahead of Buffalo. Uh, they're at forty six point six one percent. Buffalo's at a forty six point five three percent. The one thing that is interesting, and I haven't looked at these numbers just yet. The second worst team in the third worst team in Corsi right now is Chicago, and the second worst team in expected goals for is Chicago. The part of me wonders is Chicago riding a, a wave and, and they're going to come crashing down? I don't know. We'll see. Because it's one of those things. I, I, I mean, you know, when you look at these numbers, normally the teams at the top of those lists are teams that are doing well, especially things like the expected goals for the teams that are playing well and, and things. So, it's not good. Um, I mean, it's it's the kind of thing where if you wanted to put an argument for firing Juan Tortorella, it wouldn't be hard. You could reading the article the Athletic wrote about <clears throat> Ralph Kruger's fire firing. There are specifics uh, that you could probably just say about the team. Um, let me read from this a little bit. Despite writing a book on motivation, which Torts hasn't. 
Kruger couldn't coax Buffalo out of the basement. The retooled roster is limited, littered with underachievers, starting with the top line and filtering down to the taxi squad. And Kruger's final days is only answer for the disappointing year with the players' lack of confidence. This There was so much more. The Sabres were lost in the defensive zone, giving opponents time and space to tor- torment goalies. The team did nothing in the offensive end, simply pushing the puck into traffic. The Sabres wilted under the slightest adversity, adversity, steadily watching their deficits double in a matter of minutes. Maybe not all of those are exactly true of the Blue Jackets, but some of them are definitely. There's times they look lost in the defensive zone or just giving up amazing chances in front of their goaltenders. There's times on offense where you're just like, what are you doing? Something that's, that's been better the last few games. Um, they're doing a much better job of, of having controlled entrances and exits from the zones. When they do that well, the team looks better. And, and hopefully they can keep that up. Uh, the whole thing about underachievers on the roster, man, that fits Columbus. I mean, again, that was the big thing on last last the last show we did, going over you know everybody's advanced stats from last year compared to this year. It's just night and day. I mean, just everybody looks bad, and it's one of those things. It's the reason we talked about you know when you when you talk about signing re-signing somebody like Seth Jones long term, I kind of want to see him under another coach. Because at this point, is it that Seth Jones has regressed and Seth Jones is just not as good as he was? Or is it that John Tortorella is just not what's or whatever's happening under the coaching? Everybody's bad. And that that's one of the things. People come out and defend him, and that's fine. You can defend him for whatever reason you want. I mean, I've been big on the John Tortorella train for a long time on it. It's just sort of the point where when none of these players are playing as well as we think they can, I mean, what's the common thread there? Again, you can't you can't you can't trade all the players, so Maybe it's time to move on from the coach. Uh, a couple other interesting a- uh, aspects this week. Um, this story is uh, coming out just today. Uh, we talked about it for a while that Fox Sports Ohio, after being sold to Sinclair, is going to be rebranding. Well, that rebranding is happening at the end of the month, April 31st or March 31st. We always kind of knew the rebranding was going to hit when baseball season happened. Um, as much as we watch the regional sports networks, which was Fox Sports Ohio, will be Bally Sports Ohio. Uh, baseball is their big thing. I mean, that's a hundred and some events a year. It's hours and hours and hours of programming for them. That's where they really make their money. The basketball and hockey in the winter is to get them through winter so they can get to next baseball season. It's kind of a perfect deal if you're a regional sports network as far as theoretically having content because if you're Fox Sports Ohio, if you're covering the all you know, if you're the one covering Cleveland definitely, during the summers you've got 160 some or 150 some Indians games because some of those will be national. And then in the winter you've got 82 Jackets games or 81 or 80, depending on what goes national, and 70 some Cavaliers games. So you got tons of stuff. And then if you're covering the other end of the state, Really, the only the only thing you trade out is you put the um, put the Reds in for the Indians there. So that's going to be coming to us. That's going to be changing, which I'm which I'm 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 interested to see how it's going to play out. Um, I don't know if I'm you know it, I, we'll see. They said they've got a whole new graphics package they're doing. They're doing a whole new music package, which is something else I expect with the rebrand. Um, because they're really going to be getting away from the whole Fox Sports thing. I'm interested to see now that it's been announced. 
I mean, the thing is, once you announce it, I guess you're just waiting for that day to be like, yep, this is the switch over day. So for the time being, probably during games, you'll still see, remember talking about Fox Sports Ohio and and all that stuff. But but again, it'll be interesting to hear him be like, Bally Sports Ohio. I, I'm doing random Jeff Rimmer impressions, and they're terrible, and I'm sorry about that. But that's just, that's just what I'm doing right now. So that's where we are. Uh, that's what's happening this week. The Blue Jackets now start a four-game series with Carolina. Here's the problem, folks. Carolina is really, really good. Uh, remember how I was talking about how you know good teams tend to have that higher accuracy and that higher expected goals for? Carolina at 5-on-5 five five scoring venue, the third highest Corsi for in the league at 54.76%. Their expected goals for is eight, seventh in the league at 53.22%. Which means one of two things happens. We will either have just a terrible four games, Blue Jacks will get blown out, or they will blow us away and they will take, what, how many points can we get in this? We can get eight. They'll take seven, eight points or something stupid. I don't know. I don't even know what to expect from this team anymore. I would be happy for that. I'd be super happy for that. Oh, other story came in today. Did not discuss. Um, Alexander Texier is going on the uh, COVID list. Now, um, from what it was reported, because I remember seeing the tweet kind of come out as it all took place. Uh, he wasn't practicing due to an illness. When that was first report, reported, um, there was, it was, they said it was non-COVID related. Then later it came out. Yeah, Jeff Sabota uh, originally tweeted, did some power play work pre-practice. CBJ did some power play work pre-practice. Now on the ice main at Nationwide. Uh, do not see Alexander Texier on the ice this morning. Portsline told CBJ Alexander Texier is missing practice today because of non-COVID-related illness. Um, and now he is on the non NHL's COVID protocol related absences list. Team said earlier today he will not join the squad for two games in Carolina. So we're hearing a couple of different things. We're hearing non-COVID illness. And so now he's on the list. My guess as to what that means is his illness probably, I mean, it probably isn't COVID, but I mean, all it takes is one symptom to overlap and they probably put you on the list. Um, he'll probably go through the testing in the next couple of days, just like they always do. And if it keeps coming back negative for those two games, I, he'll probably be back by game three of this. We'll see. Um, I mean, it's a good sign for the league that we're, we're going down on players that are on that list. So that's a good sign. So, so I hope for the best folks, uh, enjoy the games coming up. If you're like me, it'll be, you know, having a beer and just you root for the jackets. And if you lose, you know, eh, what can you do? So thank you very much for watching, listening, like, and subscribe. Do all the good stuff you should do for a podcast. Uh, thank you very much, and go Jackets. Please subscribe to the show. Follow us on Twitter at Jackets Debrief, and thank you for listening.